Are we going to hand wave that uh, Vernon is not being attacked or sh- should we? Whenever go- someone's not here, we just, I just, I'd ignore them. Okay. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I didn't know if like we needed to split up to fight the one on Vernon who doesn't. No. Harold is just off or not Harold. Uh, it, it comes back to like when we first started playing World Walkers, like nobody wanted their character to be at risk. Mm-hmm. And so we just comically wrote them out of the story for a moment, like, oh, Voss is drunk or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of just how we do everything now. Um, yeah, that's fine. Vernon's just off buying a sword right now. So it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> he oh. didn't get stopped. Dreamwalkers, ready to explore new heroes, depending what they What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and the lucky husband to one Jess slash Hopscotch, who is currently jamming out in the other room right now. So there's a decent chance you're going to hear a little bit of guitar seep in while I do this intro, but we're going to do this. World Walkers is a weekly Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast that follows a group of adventurers who can walk between the dreaming and the waking. Before we get started, there's a few things I want to update you on. First off, we finally have merchandise. This is something we've talked about for a long time, and it's finally here, so be sure to check it out over on our website, worldwalkerspodcast.com shop. Also, I'm excited to share the fact that we just wrapped up the first season of World Walkers COG. If you're behind on COG, now is the time to catch up, because season two is going to be here before you know it. Now. On to World Walkers. The group met face-to-faces with the very being who put them on their path in the first place. They learned not only that the entity, known as the Dream Hunters, has plans for them, but for all of the waking as well. Join the group as they face off against something that they weren't expecting in the latest episode of World Walkers. I really hope that you see our way of thinking Okay, but, you know, this is a compromise. And he just looks mad at this point. He's like, we have not been able to speak to any of you. You're speaking to me right now. Um, I'm teaching you things about compromise. We're taking the city. And we really were hoping that we could have a discussion with you before the entire city falls into the... Yeah. Okay, but how about if you don't? His shoulders fall back, his arms stretch out, and then he just kind of almost like melts away into darkness. And there's this terrible scream, like <laughs> this like scream bellows out from him. And Layla, you can hear one not too far away from you as well. And then there's this explosion of darkness. And then you watch as this like inky substance that is all too familiar starts to pour out of what was left of his chest and start to stretch 
and build itself towards you. You can hear the same noise happening behind you, Layla. And then, Harold, you said you and Hopscotch were running after tracking this person? Yeah. You see the same thing start to build and happen. And then you hear one from not too far away from you as well. Can't we just buy some freaking magical items? <laughs> we did. We already did. Success. <laughs> uh, there's still more on my list. You just don't want me to be happy. I just rolled a 20 on initiative. My only good roll ever. <laughs> good, because I rolled a three. <laughs> Not me. I rolled a five. Wow, you guys are rolling awesome. I don't remember uh, anything about this game. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The stage is set. <laughs> you know what would be really helpful right now? Freaking Paladin. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so this nightmare rips out of the existence of the halfling that was once speaking to you as they kind of just fold into darkness. Tristana. Yes. Oh. Uh, well, that was rude. You didn't even consider other people's <laughs> feelings. And then I am going to. Um, are, are these, like, happening all over the city? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So... <laughs> Where are they going to take the city? Out on a date? That's very cool. <laughs> They're uh, going to ask first, as I, I can tell yeah. you that for sure. <laughs> you going to yep. roofie the whole city? <laughs> 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 all right. So, yeah, I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere on this. So the, the sphere deals 3d6 fire damage to each creature in the square where it first appears. So I'm going to have it appear in its square. And each creature must attempt a basic reflex save. It cannot get out of the way. So the flaming sphere forms and uh, shapes itself into a perfect sphere. And then... Then does some damage. Oh. Then loses a dice forever. Seven whole damage. And with my other action, I'm going to say, get him, Hikari. Yeah, and so you watch as it's uh, the, the moment that the flaming sphere erupts, you watch as it twists and it, it does burn. And then as soon as it can, it quickly like almost takes the shape of fire itself. And then go ahead, Hikari. All right. Nope, did not critically fail. One, got a one. Ooh. Hikari kind of lashes out and uh, tries to take advantage of what uh, the situation you've created, but just has no luck at all. And then after that is the the creature, the nightmare uh, that just kind of formed into flame. It is going to rush for uh, rush for Tristana. It kind of like it splits and takes like it forms into like two. Uh, strands of like liquidy substance and then each one bursts into three uh, three sharp spikes on each side as it tries to clamp down on you you almost like first you want to jump back and then you kind of roll into it as the uh, you dodge into the spikes and they, and they miss and then as it opens up you roll backwards nice yeah <laughs> After that is the next one, the one that's behind Layla. It quickly uh, charges forward. Is it still immobilized? Well, it was never. The person was. Ah, gotcha. That's what I was wondering at, but I wasn't sure. It's husk. They're corn. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like the worst logical conclusion ever. <laughs> Some sort of corn monsters. As it rushes forward, it splits and reshapes itself until it is a huge kind of wave of nightmarish fluid as it tries to crash down on Layla. And no, it is unable to connect with you. You're able to swiftly move out of the way and then it comes back and it tries to crash into you again. And it does successfully manage to crash into you this time for six damage. And then it is also trying to engulf you. I need you to roll a fortitude save. 16? That is enough. So, like, it tries to wrap around and engulf you, and you just kind of hold your breath for a second and then jump out of it. And you kind of crash into the ground and stand up. And then after that is Layla. I'm going to cast Shillelay on staff. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to try to hit it with the staff. 11. So, yeah, it is able to reshape, reshape itself around your staff. I'm going to try to back and run away. I'm going to try to get a run away towards Tristana because I don't remember if they had an attack of opportunities. All right, so it kind of swells up and gets ready to chase after you. Okay. And then there is one that uh, Harold and Hopscotch have been uh, following. Mm-hmm. And as it bursts out, Hopscotch, you want high or low? Low. It's going after Harold. <laughs> yeah, she gone high, baby. Woo! <laughs> Hope that's Harold's last words. It starts rushing towards you. It kind of, same, same thing, it kind of forms into those claws and tries to just pierce into you from both sides. And you jump back just in time. And then one more time. No, you're able to dodge back and then duck under the second time. Hopscotch. So I, breaking out into Goblin Song, um, it says temper performance check against the will DC of a single em- enemy within 30 feet. 26. Uh, you succeed. Target takes a negative one status penalty to perception checks and will saves for one round. For my second action, I am going to... Oh, yeah, I'm going to cast Hideous Laughter. So your character has to do a will save. Which is at minus one. Okay, it critically fails. Oh, right on. So the target falls prone and can't use actions or reactions for one round. It then suffers the failure effects on the second round. All right, so you watch as it kind of just liquefies it. It... Splashes into the ground and it can't even hold its shape. You don't see that it's laughing. It's having some other sort of effect entirely. Mm-hmm. And then anything else? Oh man, Jess, you're right in the chat about the monster zinc, and we need to laugh oh. in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> Works, Harold. So I will mark the inky blob now as my hunter's prey. So that will be my one action. Yep. So you take half a second to study it. And then, and then I will just take my gun that I previously loaded and pop, pop. <laughs> All right. I will double tap. Yeah. Well, I was gonna see like because I can also take a a hunted shot, take two quick shots against the one you hunt, make two strikes against your prey, 
or require weapon if both hit the creature combine their damage for the purpose of resistance and weakness. Uh, so I got an 18 to hit a prone jiggling liquid. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> okay, and then I'll do the second shot. 17, yes. Okay, so now I do 2d8 damage. Yes, okay, and then for my last action, I will take one more shot, which is 23. That's it. And I did another 7. So you watch as it's almost liquefied. There's just a few uh, a few strands of it hanging out. Pop, pop, pop. All right. And then after Harold is the last one, the one that's been kind of like on the outskirts of uh, Harold and Hopscotch, it charges off towards uh, Harold. But why would it do that? <laughs> is it going to... I hope it bodyguards me for the other one and then picks it up with Houston style and carries it off to safety. It's first strike as it bursts into claws and tries to impale you from all sides uh, is not oh, successful. Nice. But then the uh, its next attack is able to shape around and come from the top and the side and pierce you for 10 damage. And then after that is a new round. Tristana? Alright. Alright, I'm going to sustain my flaming sphere. And they get a reflex save and this time if they succeed, they don't take any damage. Alright, so you watch as it twists and spirals out. It almost tries to make its own sphere around it and it's able to hold the shape. It's avoiding it. All right, and then you can do it this time, Hikari. I believe in you. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that is a 17. Nope, 27. Math. Nice. Math's hard. <laughs> Very different. Hikari <laughs> erupts into a burst of flame as a critical hit. Nice. 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 Plus 1d10 persistent fire damage on a crit. I need more D10s. I did not. <laughs> I didn't ever. Ex- I didn't ever expect to succeed on anything. <laughs> I was anticipating failure. To be fair, same whole life. <laughs> so it's like you're going to the game store as just a very dejected player, and you're like, I, I just take one D twenty and twenty six. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna do any damage. <laughs> Yeah, I only need this. one dice that will fail me every time. <laughs> I was wrong anyway. It's 2d6 and 1d10, not 3d10. I got really excited. 11 damage. So you're doubling your damage, right? No, uh, I have a... It says, so on combustion, it's plus 1d10 persistent fire damage on crit. So I'm assuming instead of doubling my damage, I get the 1d10. Certain feats... Class features, weapon runes, and other effects can grant you additional benefits. So you double damage plus add the fire. Noise. Okay, so that is... That's double double the dice damage, right? You No, you double the damage. Everything? Like, double all the damage? Yeah, so you, you roll it once and then times it by two. Okay, so I rolled seven on my dice and it's plus strength, so that's ten, and then I double that. Yep, so that's so 20. 20. Nice. And then my 1d10 of persistent fire damage was nice. really, really good. Nice. It was a one. Ooh. <laughs> you watch as it bursts into flames and it just liquefies and splashes across the ground. Nailed it. <laughs> you really are the heart of the team. Now that you've killed a torment, you've joined the group. <laughs> Why not now us? you're one of Why us. Yeah. If only you would have just compromised. <laughs> Isn't joy so much easier? 
And then the one that's near Layla. Why aren't you happy? <laughs> you need to make a will save, Layla. I thought I had that, baby. That's okay. It's still a 20. Uh, 20. So you succeed. It spreads out, and then one of the waves sharpens into a spike and pierces your head. Like, it drives itself into you. And then you can feel all the events from Phelan to the nightmare city of Janzabar and everything in between trying to take hold of your mind. And then you watch as Layla kind of almost silently scream. She opens her mouth and the, and the spike is driven out of her mind. What? Man, Layla, yeah. you're really susceptible to these nightmares. <laughs> Remember that time you died in the baby gap? <laughs> and then it tries to pierce it or tries to wait, like wave crash into you again and is unsuccessful. After that is Layla. Oh, okay, I'm just trying to remember because I just remembered my familiar or opinion. Um, oh, Buff Raven. Get him to pick it up really high and just take it away. No, okay, so I'm going to tell it to support me and to attack it. So, go, Sergeant Swole. Okay, so it's a 27 to hit. Uh, that is a critical hit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it pooped on it. 7, so, so 10, so 20 also. That's 20 damage to it. And then you watch as it, like, as it's pierced, it shifts and starts to take the form of the very claws that attacked it. Oh, shit. And then what else you done? Um, so it's going to support me, so it, it's, like, pecking at it, basically. And so I'm going to, my strikes that hit it, uh, I'll do, like, extra damage to it, and it'll be dazzled. So I'm going to take a couple of attacks on it with my staff. Shalalay. I like to think it's just emotionally supporting Oh, there we you. go, there we go. <laughs> So that's... You got this! <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I believe in um, you! That's what I do to Hikari. I, yeah. I emotionally support her. <laughs> that's a 22 to hit. That is a hit. Or it's actually 23. Miss. <laughs> yeah, you got um, overambitious. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I w- I'm going to assume that these are considered extra planar creatures. They are. Is that correct? So that means my damage goes from 1d4 to 3d4. Yep. That's seven damage plus... Before Sergeant Spole is even able to swoop in um, with a paratrooper support, it just splatters everywhere. And every time they splatter, they kind of sink into the dirt and the ground and the cobblestone, and they leave like this little bit of a stain. And then uh, since I didn't use my last attack, I'm going to run towards... Well, because we know she killed hers, didn't she? Okay, we'll also run towards Tristana. I already, I'm right behind you. I oh, you used are? I an action to move to you. Okay. <laughs> you, like, cool. turn around, and it's just like a smash. Oh, hi. Yeah. Um, then uh, say, we have to find the others. And okay. I'll start running towards the forge. They're, and then you turn, and they're not that far away. They're actually oh, getting, I yeah. Turn running towards they're them. They're about a good 60 feet away, but having their own battle. Oh, I geez. like to think that you like, I like, we have to find the others. And it's that point you see a nightmare, like lift Harold up <laughs> on, like on its claw. And you're like, oh, there they are. <laughs> it's the, the classic shaky cam in the cinematic. And then it focuses on them so they can show you how good their tech's gotten. Bam. <laughs> so that liquidish sort of nightmare, um, it's still suffering from whatever effects that Hopscotch gave it. But it's going to attempt to pierce into uh, Harold one more time. Go ahead and give me a will save. 
16 plus 723. All right, and then it's going to pull back and then just try to pierce into your throat. Oh, good. And nothing. It almost, you can feel it scrape along the side of your neck, but it didn't manage to land a solid hit. After that is Popscotch. I would like to cast Magic Missile. So I will take two actions to cast uh, two Magic Missiles, but they're heightened, so I'm actually casting four. And they're all going, because there's only one uh, Nightmare left, so they're all going to that Nightmare. Popscotch pulls a bag and throws it up and it spells his name in the air. It's a signature yes. spell. And then out of both the O's, shoot the four magic missiles. Do you, is that really how it works? Your name and everything? I love it. All right. So <laughs> signature yeah. Signature spell. You, your signature yeah. has to appear above your head. Yeah. So there, there's these like fireworks that light up and fill the sky shortly ab- or uh, slightly above Hopscotch. And as, it, uh, as, as his name is ripped across uh, in these beautiful lights, there's four fireworks that go off, kind of like old school Mario. And each one that explodes is a different magic missile that races forward, crashes into the creature, and it's holding itself together by two strands. It turns its focus towards Hopscotch. Of course. And on the plus, it knows your name now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it drives one of those spikes into your head, and I need you to make a will save. Uh, I rolled a natural 20, and then I can add 10 to that, so 30. You drive it out, and it kind of recoils. How do I drive it out? Do I, like, go, like, like I'm pushing out a poop However or something? You want. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly it. That's it. <laughs> like, a re- like a reverse <laughs> pooping out of my head. What's the, I like to think of it as like what's the no. magicians where they like put something up their nose and pull yeah, it out their mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so after that is Harold. Yay! Oh gosh, there's so one is right on me. I guess there's two on me. I think I can take out the little one or the one I've heard already. I'll use an action to get away uh, to give myself some room. Um, and then if I can do it without like any negatives, I will take a shot. Uh, just, uh, enough so that they have to uh, move closer to hit me. <laughs> perfect. A perfect explanation of how far I'm moving. Um, a narratively uh, appropriate amount of yeah. <laughs> What? So yeah, I'll roll the hit. 22. Yep, you take a shot. It just splatters and it sinks into the ground and once again stains wherever it was left. It only had one hit point. Noise. Uh, Aw. Aw. Cool. And then I guess if I do, I have one more action. Then I'll use that to like mark the one that's still standing as my hunted prey, so I can do the flurry thing on it. Yeah. You bring uh, the barrel of your gun directly in line of sight, and you kind of measure it, and you've got it. You understand it now. Ooh. And then I would say there's still a chance to stand down. (laughs) Always give him second chance. Good callback. (laughs) <laughs> it's a new round, Tristana. All right. So I'm going to move two moves and then use my last action. Or I'm going to use two actions to move, use my last action to tell Hikari to move. Hikari is going to move two actions, and we're not going to make it in time. Layla? I'm going to Ray of Frost the one still holding on just barely. 
25. You almost critically hit it. Eight cold damage. You watch as it seems to uh, shield itself as it kind of like has this magic resonance that seems to be uh, keeping it together after the magic missiles hit. And it seems like it was able to push past most of that ray. Then I'll have uh, Sergeant Swole move. <laughs> Hopscotch. Ooh, it's my turn again. Okay, so... Well, just, I mean, I'm here, so I'll just cast... I'll take all three of my actions and cast, um, I guess, six magic missiles. Damn. So it is liquefied... As once again, Hopscotch (laughs) races across the sky, six fireworks burst into existence, and you watch as it explodes the first time, and then (laughs) more... um, I mean, it's all this... It only costs one of my spells. I might as well, right? Yeah, no, that's legit. And it is is liquefied, and so the four of you are... (laughs) I like that someone has to like stop hopscotch for like calm down. Okay, okay. you got it. I think you got it. it. Don't ever put me in a tree again. He's a barbarian. (laughs) A barbarian. (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. I was with you. So people are standing watching. There's a silence. Then the mummering begins, and somebody walks forward, kind of a older woman, kind of wrapped in a shawl, and she's got these uh, wooden beads around her neck, and she says, "What? What was that?" And the rest of the crowd gets quiet because they want to know. Should I start? Per- can I start performing? You, yeah, yeah you- I would. I would like to start performing and um, start um, telling our tale through song. Um, about how we came from all different lands and we were brought together um, and now we're a team. And then can I say through song that, you know, these are nightmares and we must fortify our minds against those that seek to intrude. Yep. So go ahead and roll to see how well the performance uh, is laid down. Ooh, I have fascinating performance. That's only for like one person though, right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that one lady. Yeah, that one lady. It's just like best thing she's ever mm-hmm, seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got uh, an 18 because I had an 8 plus 10. All right. So you begin to explain, kind of lay out what's been happening. <laughs> um, you regale the audience with a tale as old as... At least six months. <laughs> as really like two nights for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you explain. And the crowd is obviously very interested. They're fascinated even. But once you start getting to the museum, then they start looking at each other because they're slowly starting to realize it's not just a like a performance. And they start to understand on a deeper and deeper level what you're talking about. They start slowly accepting what you're speaking of. And while um, Hopscotch is performing, anyone that's listening of the group can roll an intelligence check. Or, wis- oh, I guess a wisdom check. Oh, that's fucking great. 
Six. I got a 20. I too got a six. I'm too busy. I'm going around trying to like check people's wounds and treat them to know what the fuck is going on apparently. While the performance is going on and Harold's just kind of apparently staring. I'm still mad about the goblin song. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking goblin song. I call this a fucking goblin <laughs> And Layla's taking the time to check everyone and, yeah. and tend to the crowd. It does occur to you, Tristana, that what you just saw might be far more harrowing than you had first thought possibly. Because up until now, as far as you understood it, maybe these people didn't fill you in correctly. The nightmares are stuck in the dreaming. They don't come into existence. That dream was racing around the museum and it had it just kind of existed and lived inside the museum until you started to interact with it. But just now, suddenly, these nightmares, which you've only ever faced in the dreaming or in something like the Nightmare City of Janzibar, just were birthed into existence, much like that tree that Hopscotch is always talking about. <laughs> and that might not sit well with you while... Hopscotch explains what happened through song and mirth. Wait a second. Layla. What? I'm treating your wounds. I don't have any. You don't have any? I'm treating my wounds then. <laughs> you try to, you try I, to yeah, treat Harold my wounds. Yeah, Harold was hit as well. I like that. Yeah, Harold. That's a birthmark. <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> treating your wounds is just wrapping your mouth in gauze. <laughs> what, what, what's that now? Uh, so these nightmares, right? They're supposed to be in the the dreaming, right? They're supposed to be, yes. But, uh, we're not in the dreaming anymore, right? She just, like, looks around. No, we're not. And we sure did just fight them. Wait, hang on. I pinch myself. Well, we got hurt a lot in the dreaming. I don't think that's, that's very help true. You that doesn't out really. Okay, how am I supposed to know I'm dreaming anymore? No, wait. We, okay, so what we need <laughs> is a top, and we spin it, and only we know how heavy that top is. <laughs> no, it works the same way every top works. It's not a good symbol. <laughs> okay, I think I think we, yeah I think we are in the regular waking world. But that the guy I was talking worrisome. to, he said that you guys had killed them before and they chose you to be a part of something? They... It's very strange. We... If you, if you listened to uh, Hopscotch's tale... Oh, yes. Very tale, good. Very detailed. <laughs> very... It's like, I, also it, sing it's like a my, podcast. My, my duck feet and invisible armor. <laughs> Just for comedic effect. Oh, duck feet makes sense now. Yes, yes. It's not yes, just an was... exclamation of yeah. uh, <laughs> sanity. <laughs> so yeah, if, if you listen to his story, yes, we we were there, and they chose us for something. I mean, not, we're still not quite sure why they chose us exactly, but so do you? Think and that does make that... you wonder, like, what is it about you that's different than other people? I don't, I don't know why us. I mean. I'm sure there are 
others. You that... can roll a uh, wisdom check again if you want to try sure. and. Sure. It's up to you, uh, Harold, if you're nearby. 14. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you see them kind of. Uh, I got co- a 17. Uh, yeah, and at you, as you come towards the end of that conversation, um, so both Layla and Harold, you would both know there's only one thing seemingly that connects the two of you. You're lucid dreamers. We, I mean, we are lucid dreamers, but I mean, there's got to be other ones too. I'm not. Sh- I'm still not sure. And I mean, it's possible. I wonder, maybe they are. Maybe they are doing it to others as well. Maybe I- that Hobbit and your elf was that who who talked what? to Layla? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you start to ask that question, you can go ahead and roll another uh, wisdom check. Well. That is only a 10, so... For being good in wisdom, I'm doing shit today. I'm bad in wisdom. It's up to Shannon if Tristana would know this. I don't remember everything that they've told you, but... I mean... I'm pretty sure that you had learned that everyone in the Dreamwalkers is a lucid dreamer. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they are doing this to them as well. Mm. There are others that they are going... We must after. be a small group if they've chose us. Well, and that's when um, you were speaking to the halfling, Tristana. They had told you right before um, the conversation, conversation turned sour that they were trying to talk to you before they took the worlds. Wait, what? <laughs> they were trying to speak to you before they took the worlds. Right. If you convey that information to them, then Layla and Harold would know that every world is protected by the Dreamwalkers. So, hmm. They are definitely trying to do something with the Dreamwalkers, it seems. And Hopscotch, your performance is over, and the crowd is very, very appreciative. (laughs) I take a bow. I like to think that it was a 90s educational rap song. <sighs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I'm just Let's a talk bard. About pollution. Pollution. Yeah. Pollution. yeah. Let's, Let's start a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually did perform in a pollution theme play in the fourth grade. Thank oh you my God. Exactly. Just it's like either, that. It's either that or like a Rush song where there was just like. 18 minutes worth of drums. Yeah, I had a solo in the song Disposable Society. (laughs) Okay, so yes, guys, there's only one thing we have to do. We gotta go to bed. But I don't think that we should be sleeping. I think now is the time when we just took them out. We don't know when they will come back. But they said that... That we invite them in every, you know, like that we invited them in. Because well, I don't we... think it was ev- It was just because it was when it was in the nightmare, and that was when. But they what were... if they've overtaken all the other Dreamwalkers and we're the only ones left? Well, we have to make sure of that. Then we definitely need to get back because then the one we have to warn people, right? Guys, we have to go back to Mercurius. Do we know if the Dreamwalkers have a waking world station? They don't have anything here. So it seems like there's only one way to get back to Mercurius. Yes, most likely. But what if we take them with us? 
I, that's why I think now is the time because we just killed them. We at least the for now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do we? We need. Yeah. So the risk we run. I like that this game is just, will we go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every bad decision starts with, like, we should just go to bed. So, yeah, so the only way to, my, the only way I know to get to the dream walkers is to go into the dreaming, mm-hmm. which as lucid dreamers we have to do. But as we do that, we open up the gates to the nightmare. Well, but that's, here's the thing. If but duck we, feet. if we just go to sleep, our bodies are still here. Mm-hmm. If we walk through a mirror, then we are in. The, then our physical bodies are in the dreaming. Well, we can try, but we don't know if it's. You going would to work. know, or it'd be reasonable for you to put together that um, when you all travel, remember it was different than the the dreamers. You're actually going. That's how the dreamwalkers are able to use that mirror to walk all over. They take their bodies with them when they go yeah. to Mercurius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I am concerned about being unconscious when that happens because the, the nightmares want to follow us. Well, I mean, we could try to do it not all at once, at least. Maybe the first couple could go and we can keep an eye and make sure. Is this going to be like when we fell asleep in the, in the dreaming and I'm going to need one of those potions? I think you should still be okay. That was more so for the time. But we have time for you to go to sleep, I think. I think you could do it. You seem to have at least some of the same possible capabilities as us in terms of not being affected by normal dream logic. The halfling did say that we were being messed with and that we could take them to Mercurius. It was when we were in the nightmares and we fell asleep. I think they did something to us. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I look directly at Layla. I look at Layla dead in the eyes, and I say, maybe it wasn't the best idea to go to sleep <laughs> there <clears throat> at that time. <clears throat> but we do have to go back. We have to tell the dream walkers that the dream hunters are coming and have plans for the world. I just don't. I don't feel that going to sleep to get to Mercurius is the Well, right what do we do then? How else do we get to We don't Mercurius? know. We- There's not a way that we know. I think it's a bad idea to, to go to Mercurius. Well, what do we do I then? Do we too. have to warn them somehow. We don't you said have they're on other way. worlds? We don't know. I've never been to another world, and I don't know oh, where really? they're at on other worlds. Wait, what? so wait, have you been to other worlds? Uh, what? Um... Uh, I look at, I open up my book where I have the tally marks, and I'm like, probably. What do you mean, probably? Where are you that's from? A yes or where no have you question. been? Like, that's the question. I don't care if you have been to other worlds. Keep your mysteries to yourself, little Not to gnome. mention, once we get there, do you know where to go? I think it's important that we deliver the information, but I'm I am pro so going to other worlds because you're right, but at some time, we do have to go to bed. I'm, okay, well. but, 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 but I have yes. a question. Could we find someone like really smart, magical or something like that to essentially scan us to see if there's a bit of nightmare attached to us? And um, the, the crowd parts as somebody begins to walk towards you and they say, 
I believe that I might be of assistance. Oh, convenient. Are you a nightmare? No, quite the opposite. <laughs> you have to, you uh, have to it just answer. keeps going down a rabbit hole. We can't trust this magic guy because he might be a nightmare. <laughs> you, have, you have to tell me if you're a nightmare. Otherwise, it's a trap. <laughs> That's the nightmare rules. <laughs> Everyone knows that. As, as the person begins walking towards you, people start to kind of whisper and like hushed tones and sometimes a little bit of excitement. This is the individual you actually already saw in the uh, arena when you first uh, fell <laughs> back into the waking. Um, they wear a black cloak. They've got silver trim and a golden belt, and they wear a puffy white shirt. They're wielding a double-bladed halberd in one hand, uh, with these like two uh, maroon ribbons that hang off of it and a tarnished, nicked golden staff in the other one. And as they approach you, they explain, I've earned myself a few connections in this city. Perhaps I can be of assistance. That would be very wonderful. Thank you. What is your name? Call me Wildebrand. Good old Willie. Please don't call him Willie the whole time because uh, you know I'm going to. I know, I know, but it makes me feel sad for him. He works so hard to look well, like this. We call him Wilson. He hides half of his face behind him. Yeah. Howdy, <laughs> <Our> neighbors. <laughs> A huge thank you to the members of our Patreon for making all of this possible. In addition, thanks to the musicians who made their music available for this episode. You can find links to their work in the show notes. Also, thanks to Sirenscape for providing sound effects in this episode. You can find them at sirenscape.com. I was hanging out with a friend in college and her mom, and I guess I was going through a very big high-five stage. And she said, oh, my mom just asked me, why is that guy always high-fiving people? (laughs) (laughs) What's up with that guy in high-fives? I was like, I didn't realize I did it so much. Because it's a good way to show friendliness without, you know, being a creep. You know, it's the appropriate amount of contact, right? Exactly. It's like, let's just briefly... There, yeah, appreciation. Um... Hopscotch. Fart him. What was that? (laughs) No, hold on. I speak hopscotch. 13. Thank you. Is that really? What? Is that really what what she rolled? Yeah. Well, she no, rolled a three rolled plus a, her I a perception. Three plus 10. No, I know, but like you're like, he actually like, oh. got it. Well, I had said it before, so. Oh. West Pastor's perception check <laughs> on the speech. Well, that's just true. They wouldn't even. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, what? What? So, like, my true name, well, I forget. Is it David Bowie or. I, no. I don't remember. No. It's probably I, better that you forget, I guess. It was an author. <laughs> It wasn't David Bowie. It was, yeah, I, I thought it, I recognized it. I, maybe the guy wrote a book or maybe, I just don't know, musician. Um, it was like Leonard Jack Cohen. or something. Yeah, 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 that was it. That was it. <laughs> what was it? Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Yep. Leonard yeah. Cohen. That's, That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> I think, I think I only know of his like, didn't he oh, do some writings or like. <laughs> yes, sir. You may proceed. Thank you. Don't worry, Leonard. We got this. <laughs>
It's frustrating now to have player knowledge and separate mm-hmm. that from character knowledge <laughs> and just be like, oh, I'm just going to find a fucking halfling and we're going to go to the other world because they know how to get there and it'll be fucking easy, guys. So we're just going to stop bitching <laughs> about it and they'll tell us that we can leave a we'll message. The we find a halfling desk. and it's a fucking settler halfling. It's God damn it. <laughs> we got to find a fucking one lazy ass halfling. Got to find a one that had to settle down. Oh, yeah. My brother's a wanderer, but he only comes <laughs> around once every 50 years. Like, ah, fucking shit. <laughs> and that was last month. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just missed him. He was here 20 minutes ago. I like that he talks like that, too. It's a great halfling voice. That's my next character's voice. There you go. When Harold dies. Well, what do you know? I'm just a settler halfling. <laughs> my brother is the adventurer. <laughs> you know, other halflings can go to other worlds. Nah. No, that's crazy talk. That's, you know, there's a, one world is good enough. <laughs> They're reaching. You know what? I'm a. I go deep in one world. They just skim the other worlds as though it's some sort of system. <laughs> <laughs> They're like jacks of all trades. Yes. I, you know, I'm okay. an expert.